What I'm doing tonight is I'm actually creating the BetMGM Tonight bracket for myself as well. While okay. we go through each segment, All I'm right. filling out a separate bracket, All and right. I'm going to uh, throw this in my mom's work league for 25 bucks. And that's what I'm doing here. So I'm all excited to get to the East here. How, the east. how many brackets do you actually fill out, both of you? Uh, I mean, it's like, like six. two or three. Yeah, I feel I'm a two or three because it's not as like. There's a certain point where it's not as fun. It's either. not. Otherwise, if you have everything, it's like having ten fantasy teams. So what? Yeah. What does it, what does it do? I want as many chances to win, and to brag. I that's get why. that. And I also like the survivor pools. I'm in those too. I just I love this time of the year. I love it. I love the survivor pools too. I haven't been in one in a long, long time. Can you get me in one? Yeah, let's uh, let's get it. Let's get the whole show. I'll text our good buddy Joe Ostrowski. Does a fine show for the network, the BetQL Network and Odyssey Station, of course. There it is. Joe Ostrowski, BetQL Daily, my third favorite show, right next to BetMGM tonight and the Carton Show with Cody Decker. That's not a BetQL show. Oh yeah, still a great show though. Really good, right. really good stuff. Early Scott, what was the thing? What was the draft we did years ago when we worked at a previous establishment yes. together? Uh, I believe it was eight of your friends or seven in the draft runner, and then we each selected eight teams. But then it got a little more advanced as the thing went deeper, the, the, the tournament went deeper, where you could start doing point spreads. And if your team covered, you could capture, mm -hmm. basically, so that it became a lot more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many different things you can do this time of year, which is good because if you just have brackets, some people are fine with that. But it's also kind of nice to dabble in some different other forms of competition mm -hmm. and then just betting on games, of course, too. Thanks. All right. In the East region, Purdue's the one seed here. But everybody's talking about Duke again. Duke's the five seed. Now, you know there's always 12-5 upsets. But yeah. right now, Duke is playing really, really good basketball. And I like I understand – a lot of it was health. They just weren't a healthy team. Good portion of the year. I, I hate to do this, but man, they're seventeen and one. Seventeen and one when they're actually at full strength. Yeah, when they're healthy. I, Duke could go on a run, man. I mean, they really could, especially when you got Purdue as the one seed in this conference. I, I would not be surprised if Duke went all the way to the Final Four. I wouldn't. I also wouldn't be surprised team. if they lost in the second round. Mm -hmm. they they have that type of range in this tournament. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Oral Roberts, Roberts beat him. Yeah, Oral Roberts is on a 17-game win streak yeah. right now, right? Mm -hmm. They shoot the ball really well. They don't turn the ball over. The thing about Duke is they could go cold, especially from three-point so, yeah. land. Like, they could shoot 25%, but they rebound 56% of their missed shots. They're so good on the offensive glass. They're much better defensively, but... I mean, I think they're on upset watch. That's why I grabbed the seven and a half with Oral Roberts. I don't like it so much at six and a half. I definitely think that this is going to be a close game, kind of like the over in it as well. But um, I do think Duke ends up advancing. I like Duke a lot right now. They're just they're playing their best basketball, which can be scary in the mm -hmm. tournament. Like you could easily just have one rough shooting performance and be knocked out. And it is a tough draw for Oral Roberts, but uh, uh, with Oral Roberts. But yeah. I do like Duke to advance, especially considering how fast tempo Oral Roberts plays. Right. Uh, they shoot the three really well. And if Duke goes cold and you play a team that's high tempo like that and they're hot, you can get into a hole so fast. And then you have young guys starting to get jitters and starting to be in their own head. We, we've seen that before. Miami got into Duke's head last year with Paolo Bancaro, and they ended up losing uh, in one of the ACC conference games uh, in the tournament. So, yeah, I mean, Oral Roberts is going to be really, really tough for them. I think this comes down to the wire. Completely agree. What do you think about Tennessee, you guys? Because they lost six of their last ten games. 
They're not really yeah, a good three-point shooting team. And the reason that I'm out on them, so they're really good defensively, so I could see them winning some rock fights. But they don't hit free throws. And if you're not a good free throw shooting yep. team, I just don't tr trust you in March. 100%. Like, that was my problem with Houston last year. It was kind of the same story. And there's nothing more frustrating. I could tell you this is the first big bet I ever lost was Memphis. Derrick Rose not making free throws mm -hmm. down the stretch. There's nothing more frustrating. That literally was the opposite for me. Not that making was, their free throws. Yeah. You had Kansas in that game? Yes, the I Mario did. Mario Chalmers game? Yes, I did. Yeah, so that's the only thing that concerns me about Tennessee. Really good defensively, but just not enough offense. Because I'm trying to, like, who beats Purdue? Because I don't have Purdue, Purdue coming Memphis. out of the East. You think Memphis? I think they can. God, that's such a tough ma matchup for them in the first round against yeah, FAU. Is. But if they do get past them, I mean, they're playing their best basketball. They just beat Houston. They should have beat Houston twice, actually. Mm -hmm. Houston had to beat them on a buzzer-beater shot just the week before that on a Sunday. So they're playing really good right now. I don't know if I trust Penny Hardaway as a coach. It all comes down to coaching, but they've been solid so far. So I don't hate it. What about Kentucky? Can Kentucky make a run? <sighs> a six seed. Yeah, man. Kentucky's been playing really good basketball lately, too. You know what I mean? So... It's it's a tough draw. I mean, and we we asked uh we we asked about this in the interview earlier in the show and I'm I'm just a little bit concerned, I guess. I think that they mm -hmm. certainly can make a run, but K-State's tough. That's yeah. you got K-State in the second round most likely as long as they beat Montana State. So that's what you got to think tough. of. Yeah, I really like Jerome Tang a lot. I mean, and again, they're really good offensively. They're good defensively. I know that they've had some – they have some big wins, too. They beat Kansas this year. They beat Texas. They split with both of them. They beat Baylor twice, Kansas State. They're a really good three seed. Do you yeah. think that Kentucky could, could if they got past K-State, beat Marquette? I do think that they have talent. I mean, they're they're really tough rebounding. It, matter, it, it matters, like, you know, obviously, I think that would be a good matchup. Toshibe, if he doesn't get in foul trouble in that game, yeah, I'd probably go – I think they could definitely keep it close. You just don't know what you're going to get from Marquette, though. Well, you're also Playing Kentucky's kind of like Duke a little bit in the sense that they're both they had tough starts to the season. They've picked it up. I'd say Duke more than than even Kentucky, but they're also young teams, so you don't know what you're necessarily going to get because it's different than what they brought out on the court last year, right? I mean, there's a ton of freshmen for both of these programs, so they either could look overwhelmed, confused or confident in playing loose and you just don't right. really know and as the tournament goes on if they keep advancing there is more pressure and it's I mean it's one of the reasons why John Calipari's only won one national title in Kentucky and that was an Anthony Davis year I mean they had a ton of NBA talent there and so many other times they've had these early exits because you just you, you have a bunch of young kids and when you want to be an NBA farm system year after year this is what you have to deal with yeah, I just, man, I was actually leaning maybe at picking uh, Providence as the upset in my bracket, the 11 over 6. But the thing but you is, see how is Kentucky's like Duke, right? You're sitting here going, they could lose in the first round and they could win four games in the tournament. Providence is just one of those teams, too, where if they're not going to win the rebounding battle, they're 1 in 5 when they don't win the rebounding battle. And I don't think they have a chance to do that against Kentucky because they're so big and physical. So I guess I would lean Kentucky there, but we'll see what happens then in the second round. I have them meeting Kansas State, getting beat by Kansas State, and then. Kansas State meeting Marquette, and that's the one I that's keep going I back and to. forth mm -hmm. with. Kind of like Kansas State there. I think I'm going to go Marquette. We we have this uh, little, I guess it's going to be a graphic made, all the people on the Odyssey Network, yeah. that, and wh who they think is their best bet for Final Four. And for me, I like Marquette at plus 450. I like mm -hmm. the value. I'm not going to take a chalky pick like a UCLA or an Alabama or a Houston. Mm -hmm. So for me, Marquette's playing really well. They move the ball well. They space the floor. They've got bigs inside they have a bunch of shooters not just three-point shooters but guys who can get into the mid-range as well so and and they're playing hot right mm -hmm. like Xavier didn't play badly yesterday they just got their ass whooped yep
Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's we, very we've watched simple. Marquette for a while. We've watched this team trend up for a while. Uh, this this is definitely one of the one of the tougher tougher regions. I mean, Purdue is obviously what they are, but we're sitting here talking about teams like Kentucky and Duke as five and six seeds maybe going on a run. And then you don't you go, oh, wait, that's right. Marquette is also a number two seed in this. Uh, Wally Zerbiak had something to say. By the way, I actually can spell his name. I spelled it on the rundown. Very proud of myself for that. Uh, Wally Zerbiak actually does like the possibility of a run for Duke. But the biggest threat is Duke. They have three big guys that they can send at Zach Eady. Filipowski, seven-footer. Derek Lively's a very lively athletic body. And Ryan Young. And Duke is one of the hottest teams in college basketball right now. They're set up to get to the Sweet 16 and have an incredible matchup against Purdue. And I think Duke is the team that Purdue really has to worry about because they're not the same team that they were at the beginning of the season. That was on CBS. And, um, yeah, he's, he's right. They're, they are healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. And I mean, that, that's the thing. Like you said, one loss this season when they actually all play together. And they've been much better defensively. John Shire's done an amazing job mm-hmm. year one, too. I mean, winning the ACC championship. It was almost like it, it was hard to hate Duke, even if you're a Duke-hater, uh, watching that game on Saturday night. His mom was there. They were crying. It's been a good story. I just feel like for Purdue, even if they do get past Duke, there's just some bad matchups yep. for Zach Eady. Like, he's not going to be able to dominate on the glass if he sees a team like Kentucky. I think they'll be able to hold their own. Like you said with Marquette, the reason I like them so much is they're up-tempo. Like, they want to run on the offensive side, on the offensive end, but defensively they like to slow things down so they could win rock fights. They could also win high-scoring games like we've seen. I just worry about them having, like, an inconsistent shooting night or not knocking down shots. Yeah, I don't think they beat Marquette. Yeah. That's the one hurdle for me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at that point, you've gone to the Elite Eight, so congratulations. Right. <laughs> so there that's, you go. That's that's a run. That's a basically a run. Something working in Purdue's favor, and people love Ken Palm rankings. That's one of the metrics that always gets thrown around in college basketball. Nerds. Purdue is nerds, trends. Mm-hmm. Purdue is one of ten tournament teams that has a combined ranking of Ken Palm adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency less than 50. I know it's really nerdy, but the reason why that makes sense, that search parameter basically has produced each national champion over the past two decades except for UConn in 2014 that was 101 long shot. Yeah. See, the thing that I don't like about Purdue, besides the fact that Zach Eadie's not for real and I think he's yes. going to get into foul trouble, Yeah. that's just what he has done, is that they're not as good on the perimeter with their guards than they were last year. Yeah. Jaden Ivey oh, yeah. was, you know, obviously a top five pick in the NBA draft, and he was their lead guy, and they're worse than they were last year, and they were frauds. So why do I believe mm-hmm. in them this year? And you need guard play. You need you guard play. have to have play. good guard play. And you have to have a guard that is able to go out and get you a bucket down the stretch, right? Someone who can go one-on-one if he needs to, and you need shooters. And and I just don't trust Purdue at that in terms of their guard. I guess the one case I can make for Purdue, other than having the best player on this side of the bracket and Zach Eady, is the coaching experience. Even if mm-hmm. you're not a big Matt Painter fan, he's going to have the advantage in the first-round matchup. He'll have it if they see Memphis in the second round against Penny Hardaway. He'll have it over John Shire. This is going to be his first NCAA tournament as a head coach. And then, you know, maybe you take your chance with Marquette. Obviously, Shaka Smart's been here, uh, was here last yeah, year. Yeah, and with they Marquette. just don't shoot threes either. What are they, three, 255th in the country at three point percentage? Yeah. yeah. You have to shoot threes yeah. to go deep into the tournament. I liked them better last year. All these teams in the Big Ten I liked better last year, and they let me down. So out on Purdue. Any I, also chance? Like, I also just don't like where Purdue is as a team. They're four and four over their last eight games. They started off twenty-two and one. That's concerning. Yeah, this, this team was a much better team before, and you just you get when you start to see a team at this point in the season trending downward, as opposed to where Duke is, where they're trending upward at just the right time. 
having just won the ACC tournament on top of that, it's Duke could Duke could Duke could be the team that knocks off Purdue if it gets to that point. I would play a man-to-man full court press the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like a more athletic team, their guards. I mean, they like can't Memphis, beat the press. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah like Memphis. exactly. And you saw it yesterday. Like Penn State was giving them fits. They almost blew a double-digit lead. And they already lost to Penn State once this year. Do you think Michigan State could go on a run? Like looking at the way it's set up, I think obviously uh, USC could beat them. But we've seen this with Tom Izzo. Yeah. I hate the Duck Texas Tom Izzo in March thing. But so you get past USC, and then Marquette's going to have a tough matchup against Vermont. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. I, I bet Vermont plus eleven. I think Marquette wins, but I think that's more like a six seven point game. Yeah. I think it comes down to the stretch. But I think Michigan State could beat Marquette, and then you get past the winner of Kansas State Kentucky. Watch, it's going to be the, Izzo and the, the thing that I, that, with, with the, that team. The thing that I, I don't really love of, about Michigan State is just their their big guys, right? Like Joey Hauser, every time he gets the ball in his hands, he's turning it over. Uh, Kohler, Sissoko, those kids, they're just not very good. Like they have pretty good perimeter guys. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the nation. They're fourth in the nation, right? That, But in terms of like they just don't have any athletic big men. Yeah, it's weird because, like, they could score this year. They could get buckets, but, but like, like rebounding has been a challenge. And even defense. Like, defensively yep. at times, they've been a little bit of a mess. So not your typical they don't Michigan turn, State team. They don't turn anybody over. That's a big problem, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're, like, 340th in the nation in terms of steal percentage. They just – they're just blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just blah. They're just a bunch of guys who can shoot from three, and that's fine. And that can carry you a long way in yeah, the Yeah, that tournament. can get you a couple wins. That can get you to a sweet Absolutely. 16. And I'm sure Tom Izzo is going to scheme in a way that is preferable to them. But, boy, do they, when when it's ugly, and I saw it up close at the Phil Knight Invitational. And, yeah, that was a long time ago. But, like, those players are the same guys. Yeah, I mean, they're a 12-loss team. You look at their like their resume this year. They lost to Purdue twice. They lost to the Zags by one, which is actually quality right there. They beat Kentucky when Kentucky was a mess by nine, lost to Bama by double digits, got beat by Indiana, beat Maryland. Beat by Michigan. Not your typical Purdue team. Beat by Iowa. Beat by Ohio State in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. Ohio State was was playing some good basketball there, though. I was rooting for them. They let me down, though, in the Big Ten Tournament. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, come on.